what sultry sounds. Uh, thank you, DJ Benzito. Bobby Warmark saying, if you think you are lonely now, mm-hmm. wait until tonight. Well, yes, wait until tonight because it will be cause of conversations the time just, just now. So before the news, we were speaking to uh, MEC, uh, KZN MEC for Human Settlements and Public Works around transformation of the property sector. Some of the messages that you sent, I'm, I'm going to read some of them just so that, you know, the MEC can see that ah, we're all participating. Um, this one says we know and appreciate Bia's work. Another one says um, Sotobe, uh, Sotobe, keep the momentum going. Continue embarking on this very important subject. You have all our support to break this chain from Saki Guintana, uh, who's in Pretoria West. So, A-teamers, this is the number that you can send your SMSs to. This is for, not SMSs, but WhatsApps. It's a WhatsApp number that um, the MEC is uh, able to view these WhatsApps and respond to you around the plights you are facing when it comes to transformation of the property sector, if you are having challenges like Babungosnati is having and you are in the KZN region, uh, WhatsApp 66 594 That's the number that you can WhatsApp him on. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Wow, yes, shut the front door, open the closet, enter into it so that we can speak in privacy. Mm -hmm. So yesterday we spoke about small penis syndrome, SPS. And we are continuing on that uh, on that lane. We're speaking today of weak erections or uh, impotence that some men experience, erectile dysfunction. I think this is very critical for us to talk about, the condition, how it can be treated. But also, if you're experiencing this, how can you still please your partner? How can you ensure that you, as the man who's experiencing this particular condition, are able to still feel confident? That's why Dr. Prithi Ramlakan is on the line. Uh, Dr. Prithi Ramlakan is the past president of the African Society for Sexual Medicine, but he is also a practicing uh, medical uh, doctor. Dr. Ramlakan, thank you for joining us once again. Always a pleasure. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to all our good people out there. Hey, this issue of weak erections, impotence, or even erectile dysfunction is one that um, a lot of men fear. And I want to understand from you as a medical practitioner and also as a man, why the fear? Is it because it's not treatable? It's not that it's not treatable. It's that it is shrouded in mystery in the sense that we know that the pride of a man belongs in his erection. And men have prided on that through all the years uh, that they have always been around. And, and that is what they look forward to. So when a man suddenly starts to have difficulty with those erections, he suddenly feels as if he's emasculated. He's no more masculine enough or he's actually going to be an outcast 
in the tribe of men, or he also is somebody who loses the whole quality of life process that he has. And that starts to create an anxiety. And that anxiety comes from, am I unable to satisfy my partner? And if I'm not, will my partner seek satisfaction with somebody else? Will this start to impact on my partner so that she thinks I don't love her anymore? Or just the same simple reduction in self-esteem that hits so many men who have difficulty with erections. Not knowing that, difficulty with erections can come normally with age, and that is a known thing. So the biggest two predictors of difficulty in erection is actually age. And the second one is that when we find there is concomitant or a disease that now my erections, which were there every morning, when I wake up, a lot of men say it's because they have a full bladder, that they have this erection and they can't pee well in the morning. And that is why you've got to mind the men for messing the floor and the toilet seat, Patricia, because they pee up and not down in the morning because the erection is up and therefore to pee becomes a problem. So they do mess those seats, and that is why they apologize for it, because they're peeing upwards and not down. But the loss of that early morning erection, suddenly it's like four out of seven days, or five out of seven, not seven out of seven. The loss of the two days is an early sign that something's going wrong, and one needs to look into your health. At least there are early warning signs, although there's a lot of mystery and um, discomfort for the person experiencing the erectile dysfunction. Um, but I'm glad at least there's hope inside. Um, there's an A-teamer here uh, who's anonymous, so who's on the line. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Patricia. First yeah. thing I want to tell you, uh, I'll tell you now about the, the erection. The first thing I want to tell you, you've got a beautiful smile, you know. I bought on radio, how do you see my smile, A-teamer? If I tell you what smile that is, will you sell it? Uh, well, I don't know if it's for sale, but go ahead. You see, a watch is quarter to three. So that's a quarter to three smile. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I guess I should and be saying thank you. Your arms go to quarter to three. So the, the width of your mouth is quarter to three. <laughs> okay, let's get to the topic. <laughs> other thing is this. Um, I found that erection when I eat nectarine, the white meat one, it gives you a good erection. Otherwise, you can, you can use Mrs. Palm and the five sisters and nobody will ever say anything to anybody. You get me? Um, I'm sure Doctor will be able to respond because he's the expert in all things. Okay. <laughs> Excellent, excellent advice to keep it within the norms of how men con- converse about how erections happen and how they satisfy themselves. So, yes. uh, you know, there's a whole host of stories about how one masturbates and how religions don't accept them and some that do and how you can keep yourself happy. 
So being happy yeah. is what it's all about. So well done. Uh, top hats to you. Thank you. All right. Was that all? Yes, all I'll phone you some other time again. All right. Thank you so very much. You've, you've really made my mind like start thinking about this uh, quarter to three uh, issue. But there's one thing for certain. Benzito made it very explicit and clear to me. So thank you very much, Caller. <laughs> you know, Patricia, he, he should have mentioned that we don't want it to be upper six. They want it to be 12 o'clock. And that's what you want to see. You see now, Dr. Ramlakan, you're making things worse for me because I'm I'm a girl, right? And I don't understand this guy, Lingo. You are losing me. <laughs> so, so, so that is why I'm trying to say that that is what you will have all around and conversations around it without coming out to the real fact. But the real fact is men want 12 o'clock erections. They don't want their penises half past six lying flat and dead. Well, hard and up, I think that's what I'm getting from this, but it's all good and it's all well. Uh, Doc, here's another one. Um, says, hey, Patricia, thank you for the topic. Can you please ask the doctor, does masturbation add to the erectile dysfunction? Um, second question, what uh, do you do always to be in sexual power? Because it's so embarrassing to not have erections with a woman next to you. This is from Anonymous, who's in the Eastern Cape in Stacksbreit. The the key to, to masturbation lies in your association with how you feel masturbation, whether it's part of your 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 social cultural norm and whether it is not. Because in, in societies where masturbation is shunned or looked at uh, as something that is uh, not right, and I'll use the word not right versus not wrong, uh, and the reason for that is that you will be faced with the rot of elders if you are caught masturbation, masturbating or if you practice masturbation, whereas other people are very comfortable with masturbation. From a, a sexological point of view, masturbation is a norm, and, and that is why one does not ask anybody, do you masturbate? We usually ask, when last did you masturbate? Because it is a norm and it, it is something that, that men will practice and women uh, do practice to, to attain a sort of sexual satisfaction. So whether it is uh, people who masturbate, the difficulty we have nowadays uh, with masturbation is, is men are getting into the habit, not all men, but the, the difficulty comes when men over-masturbate and therefore have difficulty ejaculating when they have sex because they've actually derived or, uh, or sort of kicked out the pleasure of, of being sexual and therefore we have men who find it very, very hard to ejaculate and, and therefore have difficulty with that. To have a healthy sex life, you must be healthy. That means maintain your waist circumference. Remember, men hide behind their waist circumferences and, and, and a lot of them are sitting with waist circumference of 104, 106, and 108 and are proud of it. You should have a waist circumference that should be less than 92. 94 will accept not 102, which was previously put out that men should have these waist circumference of 102. 102 is a figure imported from America. We should have figures of 94. I would say 96 max, but 94 and less. In, 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 in Asian uh, males, it should be actually 88 and not 92. So therefore, 
uh, they also have been ducking behind the 102 for quite a while. So having a waist circumference is there, not having diabetes and trying to keep that out of your life, not smoking, decreasing alcohol intake, keeping fit and exercising regularly. And exercising is simple, just dance. If you can dance every day for an hour, you don't need no contract, you don't need anything, you just need to dance and keep yourself healthy. So keeping healthy, decreasing the the, the amount of, of alcohol, smoking must stop, eating healthily, exactly eating healthily. And also there comes another big five, and that is the big five of sugar, cold drinks, juices, rice, bread, and pup. When we put those big five together, they suddenly become the, 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 the foods that start to bring about disease patterns that we must look at. It's not about not eating it. It's about looking at how much of it you consume and how much of it you can avoid so that you don't create obesity, which is a very, very big contributor to erectile dysfunction in our country and the world. Sure, there's a lot that men need to look out for, and I think their partners should be helping them um, to make sure that they live a healthy lifestyle. Aishi Sanyama 24-7 Nepapa, that is like a mountain, <laughs> because that will definitely uh, cause issues for them when it comes to their sexual health. I've got Donald on the line. Good evening, A.T. Donald. Uh, good evening. How are you? I'm strong. How are you? Well, uh, mm, I think in this case, I should not use the word strong because you men will start thinking of the 12 o'clock sort of erection. <laughs> I'm well. <laughs> Thanks, Donald. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just have a couple of questions for the door, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I would like to find out is, so, I'm, I grew up like, playing sports, so I'm an active guy, although I haven't really worked out in a almost uh, 12 months since this COVID pandemic started. So I've read a lot of articles online and uh, men's uh, fitness magazine. So now these guys that are responsible for these magazines or that, yeah, they write these magazines, they suggest that generally testosterone levels would start to decrease or are at their highest around the age of 25, and it will gradually start to decrease around the age of 26. So I've just turned 26 a couple of days ago. It, how valid is that um, uh, assertion, or is there any truth attached to that uh, 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 um, uh, uh, thing? Uh, 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 what can I say? Is there any truth at, attached to that idea that around the age of 25, your testosterone will start to decrease? At what point does it really, in medical terms, in medical terms that has been proven scientifically, at what point does it really start to decrease? All right, uh, Donald, thank you for the question and happy belated birthday. Doc will respond to you straight after this break. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. Talking to uh, Dr. Prithi Ramlakhan about uh, weak erections or impotence, and this is what we are 
trying to get around as the A-team. Before the break, we had our caller, who is an A-teamer, Donald, saying he's just turned 26. He's heard research that from the age of 25, um, you know, your abilities start dwindling. Is there any truth in this, Doc? The question posed by Donald and from the information he's got is, is, is fairly, fairly accurate. Uh, actually, it's from the age of 22 that you start to uh, change in the lowering of your testosterone levels. But there's no sudden drop-off uh, and there's no sudden switching off of testosterone in men. It is a gradual decrease as the years go by. So therefore, your lowest levels will be in the older men, and that is in the men over 70, where you'll see quite a dramatic drop-off of testosterone levels. But what we know is that this decrease in, in, in testosterone level is actually something that plays a role when there's concomitant processes. Like if you put on a lot of weight, then you'll find that your testosterone level will go down. Also, the increased fat leads to what we call the aromatization where the testosterone changes into female hormone called estrogen. And that is why you'll see men who have larger tummies end up getting breasts or boobs, as we call them. And therefore, that is because of the estrogen effect. And also, with the increase in weight, they end up getting a fatty liver, which also battles to maintain the testosterone level at its best levels because of the, the change in your status as regards the fatty tissue. So as that happens, men do not suffer from that unless they have underlying processes. If you have diabetes, you can have low testosterone levels also and therefore have a change in your hormonal status and therefore have poor erections or decrease in erection quality and loss of early morning erections. So if you've got loss of early morning erections and you've got a, a problem of nighttime erections, etc., also not happening, or a loss of desire for sex, that can indicate that you are getting a low testosterone level in the body. But in the normal male who actually is healthy, maintains his health, that slight decline that you start having from around the age of 22, 25, is going to continue all the way till men also become menopausal. Now, the, the problem you have is that men gave the word menopause to women and they don't have a term to use for themselves nowadays for the change in life in men. So therefore, we got the terms like andropause, which first came out, aging men, hypogonadism, and now testosterone deficiency as a name. So it's there that men do get a menopause in a way, but they don't have that abrupt change like women have when women stop having their periods and have a sudden drop in estrogen levels that women. It is a gradual drop that goes on slowly from around the age of 22, 25 that you get the drop that happens. Let's go to uh, A-teamer Ruben, who's on the line. Thank you for being so patient with us, Ruben. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Ruben? I'm good. You know, I want to ask, uh, you know, 
um, that's a stress in terms of business because it's uh, a level of direction because of, you know, like as I said to you now, I'm on the road, right? And then family is about to work and my wife is then a professional. So sometimes you can understand that we, I, I don't get direction as I want every day. Not because of I'm ill, because of once upon a time, I tried to go to check with the doctor, whereby I thought maybe I'm diabetic, and then I was told that no, I'm not diabetic, I'm just normal. But what what remains in my mind is that is that is the business maybe stressed because of working as a relative, because it's part of erection, because of I never had children in my life until when I was 34. I've got only two children now, but when, while I was still young, I was very fertile and very strong, but I never had a, ch- a, ch- a child. So we were trying to have another child now, but things are not still not going well. But what I want to find out from your, 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 your doctor is that the stress of work and the stress of business in particular, what direction. All right. Thank you for the question, Ruben. And thank you for being open with us. So, Doc, I, I'm sure you heard uh, Ruben's question yes. around stress and, and also his personal experience that he went to check and there was nothing wrong, but he couldn't get a child until in his late 30s. Thanks. I, I think Ruben raises a, a very important question. That is that this whole process of stress and the anxiety that comes with stress. So if I may liken it to this, if you are stressed and, and you know that when you are stressed, you have this tightness around you, a tightness around your body, a tightness in your mind, a tightness in your processes, and that brings about in the body this adrenaline process or what we call the sympathetic drive. And remember, the sympathetic system will close off blood vessels in certain areas. And when you get that, the penis is one of the systems where you will close off blood vessels. Now, remember, to get an erection, you've got to have open blood vessels. Now, when you have closed off blood vessels or, 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 or blood vessels that are closing off, you're not going to get the blood flowing into there. So stress, because of that closing up process, gives you decreased erection capacity and quality. When it comes to children, there's a little bit of a difference. I think we have to look at whether there there was a difference in the amount of sperm that was now being produced at that time when he was younger or not uh, uh, at a, a relaxed phase of, of getting good erections to have sufficient intercourse. But a lot of our failed uh, process of childbirth is related to men and women in their partnership or couples not having adequate sex to have a child because they are in distant relationships or they're missing each other. And you need to know that the ovum or the egg in the woman is only there for one day and maybe two days on either side. So let's say three days of the month the egg is there. If sex doesn't happen in those three days, you're not going to get pregnant. And therefore, they miss the days, even though they might be having sex maybe twice or three times a month, they will miss that fertile period and therefore not have babies and wonder why it didn't happen. So missed intercourse, intercourse to 
have a baby should be at least twice a week minimum if you want to do that. Or you can time the intercourse looking at fertile periods by discussing that with your doctor. But anxiety and stress, yes, erectile dysfunction or loss of erections, quite high on the card. Let me take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll go to Atima Sipo and some of your WhatsApps. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. Yes, we are still in the closet with uh, Dr. Prithi Ramlakan. On the line, I've got Atima Sipo. Good evening, Sipo. Sipo, good evening. Hello, how are you, Pamba? I'm well, thank you. Good evening, Zippo. I'm fine, fine, Doc. Uh, Listen, you know, I'm just a bit perplexed here, Doc, because uh, earlier on you said um, if you can be, you know, have a good erection in the morning, and you said that's a signal that there's something wrong with you. And, uh, but what confuses me is this. I do not have the the sickness, I, I mean to say the the morning erection. Now the time frame, I don't know what the time frame you are referring to, but you know, in the morning, if I'm still you know still sleepy, you know, I cannot have it. But after nine, ten, eleven, then I'm fine. I don't know whether that you, as a doctor, you can explain it as it's okay. That is still uh, categorized under early morning erection. I don't know. Now, but as a guy of 65, right now, 66 years old, right now, I'm able to hit uh, uh, quarter past 12, but after the coat has been hanged, but once you take the coat off, it goes back to 12 o'clock. I think I'm still fine. Now, am, am, am I okay? Considering that you, you said uh, you, are, you are not good, you must go for a checkup if you're not having the early erection, but now, the morning erection. But now, being a guy of 66, I'm able to hit quarter past 12, you know, uh, in the night. Uh, but after the coat has been hanged on it, you know, once you take off the coat, then it shoots up to 12 o'clock again. <laughs> now, I don't Excellent, know. I want to hear from you, Doc. Okay, thanks very much. Wonderful, Sipo. Um, you. you raised the point, and, and that is exactly what my point was, that when you get the loss of early morning erections, it's telling you that there could be something going wrong. And this could be a very early phase, like we get a lot of men who come in and up to 15% of them will come in and present with erectile dysfunction or loss of early morning erections and have undiagnosed diabetes or undiagnosed hypertension or undiagnosed heart disease or even undiagnosed high cholesterol or prostate disease. So that early sign is telling you that check it up. If everything is fine, it is not a problem. Now, that does not that you won't get erections. So loss of early morning erections is telling you that the system is undergoing some strain, but you can still get erections when you are stimulated enough. You might get nighttime erections without a problem also, but it is putting you into the direction that something is going wrong. Now, if you are 65 and you're still doing well and and you're enjoying your your 12 o'clock like you explained, 
that's great. The key is that you are enjoying good health. But if you check up, you will find that you might have difficulty. So please do the checkup if you're having little bit of loss of early morning erection because there must be a change. If you always had early morning erections only five days out of seven days a week, then that is your norm. But if it was seven out of seven and it's now becoming four out of seven days, then it's telling you that there's a change. So in life, whenever there's a change, it's an alert pattern to tell you you should check it up. The other thing which has been pushed worldwide, Patricia, is that if any man has got erectile dysfunction and he's got no chest symptoms, he is a cardiac patient till proved otherwise. And the reason is from the studies done worldwide, they found that if men had erectile dysfunction, they would present within the next three to five years with some sort of cardiac event and therefore you had that time in which the, the doctor could help you to change your life to prevent that from happening. And so would men, if men had diabetes and they didn't have erectile dysfunction, they didn't get heart disease earlier. But if they had diabetes and erectile dysfunction, they got heart disease much earlier than what they would have got if they didn't have erectile dysfunction. So erectile dysfunction is an early warning sign. And in fact, erectile dysfunction can actually save your life because it can give you an early sign that something is wrong. And the reason for that is the artery in the penis is two millimeters and the artery in the heart is four millimeters. So if you get a blockage, it will show up earlier in the penis than in the artery of the heart. And that is the reason for it. Doc, uh, there's a question here on uh, SMS. Does castle milk stout increase the erection? Well, what they found, and, and interestingly, that alcohol in small quantities is actually very good for erections. They found that. And that was the theory and the, 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 the substantiation up to about a year ago. A year ago, it was refuted another blood study which showed that alcohol can affect erections. But the end result was uh, too much of alcohol will do that. All right. Now, when it came to castle milk stout, the problem was that they believed that that brewing of it and the small amount of alcohol actually leads to the, that leading to opening of blood vessels and therefore giving better erections. Secondly, a little bit of that alcohol in it, which is about 4% to 5%, gives you a stable, settled mind and therefore allows no inhibition to occur and therefore you get a perfectly normal erection. So that is the reason behind the whole process. Let's go to these voice notes quickly before the show ends. Good evening, Patricia and all the atheists, as well as the doctor. I'm Tavodim, all the way from Northwest University in Mafeking. Um, my female friend just asked me to ask you this question. What makes men to orgasm faster? Yeah, what makes men to ejaculate faster? Thank you. Uh, good, good evening, Atimas. Uh, good evening, Doc. Um, I'm aged uh, 46 now. I weigh around 110. 
but I do exercises in the morning. Um, in, in fact, anywhere where I, I am, I will try by all means to, to do exercises. Uh, I don't have problems in the electoral uh, issues, but now um, I don't know. Like when you say we we should reduce our weight up to 92 thereabout, because I'm looking at my.